This is the Total Tuscany Podcast, episode 77. So I would either go to an architect or a civil engineer and uh, and ask their advice and get something maybe in writing as far as, you know, what's the project going to cost before I even made an offer. Because you really can't make an informed offer until you know exactly, you know, based on what they're seeing. Obviously, things come up in renovations, but based on what they're seeing, exactly uh, what it's going to cost you. All right, we've all seen the news headlines and stories. Buy an abandoned home in Italy for just one euro. Too good to be true, right? Well, not really, but as the saying goes, buyer beware. Chris Sobolev from supersavvytravelers.com has a viral video on her YouTube channel called The Truth About One Euro Houses. Make sure to watch it. But wait, before you go anywhere, you can listen to our interview with Chris, which you will find both enlightening and educational. Oh, yes, Pat, the appeal of the one euro house villa apartment in in Italy. Is it really a dream come true? You know, how many times have you you emailed me or I've emailed you and said, hey, we got to do it. Here's the story. It's interesting because people ask us all the time. Our friends like, hey, you guys going to get one of those one dollar one dollar homes over there? And I'm like, well, it's a one euro. So it'd be actually about a dollar 17. But um, that's because I'm a smart asset sometimes. (laughs) Uh, But I've actually thought about it. To me, I'm probably built more to buy something that's already done, right? I don't want to deal with a headache of renovation. I don't want to deal with a headache. I would just try to walk in. It's already finished. That would be my buying way if I were to buy property in Italy. Yeah, that's. I think I'm I'm there to start with entry, buy something already done. Yes. But once I find that I'm comfortable, I think I want to build, you know, that permanent. Uh, permanent place. So Chris Sobolev is uh, running the Super Savvy Travelers website. She owns property in Calabria. She is a real estate agent in California, will soon be a real estate agent in Italy. Uh, she has property uh, besides the one she lives in, another apartment that they rent out. So she's kind of accustomed to uh, you know buying property, renovating property, and also renting out property uh, from the United States and, and having that property in Italy. And now she joins us on this edition of the Total Tuscany Podcast. Chris, I'm going to be honest with you. The funny thing is, operating a podcast about Tuscany, operating a, a website about Tuscany and, and Italy, uh, we get asked all the time, hey, have you guys seen that deal for the $1 euro house? Is it too good to be true or is it real? And I, I have always said, you know, buyer beware on everything, right? But uh, w- what would you be your advice as you are, uh, you, you've bought property, you own property in Italy. Is it too good to be true or is it, or, or, or is it a, a good deal? Well, it really depends on your purpose in purchasing the property. You know, um, one thing I will tell people is that the property purchase procedures over there in Italy and disclosure laws and everything else are very different than in America. It is absolutely vital to do your due diligence. And I would never, for example, buy anything sight unseen. Um, I would never buy it without meeting with an architect and saying, what's it going to cost to fix this up? Because usually, A, those, those places are sort of in the out-of-the-way places. Um, if you're planning on renting your, your house or your property in, during vacation times, you need to look at that. 
You also need to look at the availability of services. But then when you get there, you need to look at what is required to fix these things up. The reason many of them are abandoned is because back in the late 1800s and early 1900s, there was the Italian diaspora. I think you, you probably know about it. A lot of them from Calabria, Sicily, southern Italy. People just left and went over to America. They went, okay, it's too hard to live here. Boom. They went over and they never came back. So um, what you're seeing now is villages that, that have a huge number of abandoned properties. And these properties are mixed in with the, uh, with the properties that are not abandoned. So, you know, you have structural issues you have to look at. Um, in Cinque Fronde, my understanding from looking and researching on that is that these are the houses that are sort of down below and, and they are in blocks of flats that used to be inhabited and are now abandoned. So even if you buy one flat there, you have to look at the, the ruins next door. Are, are they, you know, is the roof failing? Are you going to have to fix their roof and your walls and their walls and, you know, everything else that, that has to do with the structural integrity of the property. And probably my biggest worry, not worry, but concern would be the structural integrity of the property because that's where the money is. And if you screw that up, it doesn't matter how many pretty toilets you put in, it's not gonna fly. And so uh, Chris, when, uh, when someone finds that, that possible purchase in, in a place that's not necessarily too far out of the way, Where's the first place you recommend that they go? Is it to an architect or is it to a local builder or is there some other uh, person, professional person in Italy that is really the first place you stop? Well, I mean, obviously you're going to go through an agent. You have to make sure your agent is a good agent and a trustworthy agent. You also have to understand that his interest is in selling you a property. Um, so I would always, always, it, it, the order of hierarchy in, uh, in Italy, as far as, um, let's see, how can I say this? As far as purchasing a property, the, the civil engineers are the highest guys. So they're the guys that are the most, you know, looked at and trusted. So if you want to be really careful, just go to a civil engineer. However, the architects are second in line and below that is a geometra. Now, my understanding from a friend of mine who studied the Geometra um, trade is that Geometras are, are trained for five years, and then you're a Geometra. If you want to be an architect, you have to train for another several years, and it's the same with the civil engineer. So um, the civil engineer's focus is, is structural integrity. The architect is structural integrity, and they know about that, but also the aesthetics. So I would either go to an architect or a civil engineer and, uh, and ask their advice and get something maybe in writing as far as, you know, what's the project going to cost before I even made an offer. Because you really can't make an informed offer until you know exactly, you know, based on what they're seeing. Obviously, things come up in renovations, but based on what they're seeing, exactly uh, what it's going to cost you. So now the million-dollar question, what does it cost? So you, you get a, a $1 house, and you just finish. And I, if you want to give us what you spent, that, that'd be great. But you just, sure. finish, you just finish renovating a home in Calabria. So what did that cost you? And could you spend anywhere from 150 probably up to several million if you wanted to, right? 
Uh, well, it depends on where in Italy. In southern Italy, it would be really difficult to spend over a, <laughs> over a million on a renovation. Like, you would have to renovate a lot okay. of houses, you know, all together to do that. You know, a good example is our palazzo. Uh, I don't know if you've seen on our website where they said, you know, the owners are giving it away for free. Um, it's this huge uh, grand house that was one of the grand houses in the back of the village. And the owners were giving it away for free. Now there's kind of some changes. I don't know, but whatever, you can get it for a song. And uh, Antonello, I said, look, I need a real a real clear picture of what it would be. I mean, this thing is massive. It's a whole city block, right? Oh, wow. I don't know how many square meters and layers. And it was old olive mill inside. They had their own olive mill inside, which comes with the property. Um, it's a spectacular property. But the renovation cost would be around 300000 you know? It needs a new roof, but again, it's massive. And that is in Calabria and Southern Italy. Northern Italy, I probably, I can't guarantee it, but I would pretty much assume it's gonna be a lot more expensive up there because Tuscany is very popular and uh, property prices are much more there. I'm sure renovation costs are much more there. So that's an idea. And that is based on his, you know, eyeballing it. He knows the, the properties in the village. Uh, Antonello's our architect. He knows all the properties, all the histories, I mean, you go through the village and you get a history lesson of the entire village when he uh, discusses it with you. So that's a good example. Our house, uh, let's see. It's funny because we kind of did it in, in uh, dribs and drabs here and there. But for example, we, um, I think it was, we, we decided that we wanted uh, to redo the roof, which needed to be redone and put a magnificent roof terrace. I think that was the most costly thing because there was a lot of um, structural stuff that had to be done, but that was about 40K uh, to do that and to, but they also, you know, created a new kitchen up there, a whole nother bathroom apartment up there. I mean, they really went uh, all out on that. Okay. that I mean, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. So, so am I better off? Did you get a $1 house or did you, did you? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Yeah, no, no. Now, the $1 houses, you won't find them in Santa Domenica, okay. Santa Domenica, Talau, or Scalea, or these places along the beach that are pretty popular. You're going to probably find them in the sort of out-of-the-way places, the places where they feel the need to pull people in, and that sort of thing. Uh, that said, in Santa Domenica, there are some crazy inexpensive properties. Now, there are some complete ruins, which you can buy and fix up. And that's fine. You can get them for, you know, 19,000 euros, but you've got to look at the renovation costs, which could be 100,000 euros for a big house. Um, on the other hand, there are houses that are structurally fine, and there's a ton of them in, in probably most villages. You know, structurally, they're all done. Somebody went in and, and fixed them up a while ago, but they need new, new um, tile. They probably need updated windows and things like that. Those, to my mind, are a much better and safer deal because um, somebody's already done the expensive work. And so how uh, buyer's remorse, right? Somebody invests, they find something, they, they put some money in, it's, it's what they want, and then, you know, health or something changes. How hard is it to actually then turn around and sell it? I mean, I, I understand putting too much money in for the, for the location, but... Yeah. How, how hard is it to sell that property in Italy now? Well, again, it, it depends on where you're at. You know, Calabria's property market, I'll be honest with you, it is very, very soft right now. And I'm not sure 
exactly why I've noticed because I follow you know our area in the Riviera de Chedri I follow that and and look and I, I've seen a bunch of new properties come on the market and they're not they're so cheap it's unbelievable and I think it's probably because of the COVID thing there was a lot of vacationers now plus Brexit a lot of uh, UK people this is just my thought on it um, a lot of UK people are maybe deciding that uh, you know gee we're, we're not EU anymore, it's a lot harder to get over there or stay over there, you know, let's ditch the property. Or I think more likely is people are like, well, we're not working, we need some money fast, let's see what we can do. So uh, I would not count on resale value in Calabria. I mean, we're working hard to try to change that. And there is a lot more attention now that our YouTube channel has gone so, so popular, you know. Uh, we want to bring people into Calabria. We want to change the economic outlook there and, and um, create, you know, expats and tourists. And we want to repopulate these little villages. They're awesome. Uh, we can't do it single-handedly. And um, with recent events, I, I just wouldn't even expect any sort of ease of resale property. <clears throat> that said, there's a lot you can do to, to uh, promote it. I mean, we've uh, if I wanted to sell our property in Praia, I've already had several uh, offers on that. Um, I don't want to sell it. It's a great property. But, um, yeah. So, so I guess it all depends. So how does it work? Like, uh, you know, I can go to the bank here say, hey, I'm going to put 5% down, and I got my mortgage for 30 years. If I yeah. if, if Do I got to go to Italy and give 100% money down? Do I take a mortgage out in Italy? Do I take a mortgage out in the United States? How does that work money-wise? Well, you can get mortgages in Italy. Uh, my understanding, and of course, these are all, uh, all of these things that I'm telling you um, really need to be checked out with yep. a professional. You know, these are just my ideas, and uh, I'm not an attorney. I'm not a tax accountant. I'm not a, uh, a contractor in Italy or anything like that. I just have, ex you know, just sharing my experiences. But... Um, Oh, and uh, I want to put in a plug for our friend Nick Meta, who is an attorney over there. And he's uh, his website has the best blog I've ever seen for all of this stuff. So if you go to Studio Legale Meta, you can go to his blog and you can get all of the data that you need for mortgages and things like that. Now, that said, um, if you're an American or whatever trying to purchase in Italy, you can get a mortgage. Expect to pay at least uh, 50 uh, what is it, 50 to 60 percent down or 40 to 50? I don't remember. Anyway, expect to pay at least half down and, and you'll probably be fine. Now, the mortgage process is way different than here. Uh, it takes time and probably patience and, and uh, persistence, but you can get a mortgage. Otherwise, you just, if you want to, do, do American lenders give you money for that or is it is it pretty much you got to come with 100 uh, percent if cash if, if that's the case? Um, I, I've never tried it with American lenders. Okay. I don't even know. I don't even know. I guess it would depend on the situation. If it was a business type loan or something like that, I don't know. I haven't researched that. Interesting. Okay. Chris, what, yeah. what was it that actually led you? I mean, I know you're in property and you're in California, but how did you even get started in Santa Domenica? Well, it's, it's really a funny story. And I tell people this because, um, you know, 10 years ago or 11 years ago, you know, uh, my husband and I were reaching the age where our kids were going to go off out of the house. 
And I saw a lot of friends of ours were getting divorced. I'm like, what the heck is this? You guys were great. Why are you getting divorced? And I talked to a lot of them. And what it came down to was, was it from what I gleaned from what they were saying, you know, we grew apart, you know, she, we went our separate ways. What it is if they had no goals in common anymore? Their goal was get married, have kids, keep the kids from killing themselves until they're 18 and get them out, educate them and, and give them a life and let them go. And when they went, they had no more goals in common. And so they drifted off apart and, and divorced. And to me, that was very sad. And I went, okay, that's not happening with me and Pete. We need a goal in common. And uh, so I dragged him over to Italy because I was already starting to research. I researched for about a year before, I, before we bought the property. Dragged him over to Italy and said, we're buying a property. He's like, yeah, we'll go look. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to buy. <laughs> and we did. And you know what? It's been the best thing we've ever done together. We wake up every morning with new goals and new plans. And especially with the, you know, the YouTube channel and all the people coming to us and, you know, the people in Italy and, oh, good, we're going to promote this restaurant today. Or we're going to promote this guy. Um, you know, we're just going to we're just going to make it a really big, fun thing to be there. You know, we find new uh, activities and new exciting things. You know, we found some boat tours that we want to go on. And uh, our friends in Praia Mare, I don't know if you saw the video about their renovation. Um, these three Italian kids got together and renovated this beautiful hotel. And they've got activities. And we're like, okay, we're there. We're there. So it, it just, it's never stopped giving us new goals and new reasons to be excited and things to work on together. And that was really why. Um, I've always loved Italy. Pete's always loved Italy. Uh, we got over there and just fell in love with the place and thought, of, you know, I mean, when we first saw it, we said, why is this place not booming? This place has, it, it's so amazing. And really, it's only because people don't know about it. So, um, how, yeah. did, how did you decide on Calabria and not, uh, you know, Tuscany or, or you know, the, around Rome or, or La Marche? Or it just, well, La Marche is kind of a hard place to get to, but it is. <laughs> how did you decide on Southern Italy? I wanted a place on the Mediterranean with a view of the sea. I started looking in Greece first of all. I actually bought a Greece dictionary, I thought I was going to learn Greek. <laughs> That did not pan out because, you know, there was some uh, immigration issues and things. And I thought that's not going to fly. So we bagged Greece and didn't do that. I was looking in southern France. That was expensive. The Amalfi Coast, way expensive. Puglia I liked, but then all the uh, English were buying up the Trulli and that got expensive. And it's just a different vibe. And when I first saw Calabria, the, the lushness of it, the beautiful Mediterranean, you know, the mountains. I mean, the landscape over there is beautiful it's just stunning and you know every day we're there we just look out and go oh my god this place is amazing um and and we fell in love with it and then when we went to santa dominica we just we just felt like we were home you know that was our place it's full of artists it, it's full of people that are so creative and um it's just amazing there we just couldn't really think about going anywhere else and so uh, did you look into getting dual citizenship or is that something that our listeners have to think about if they're going to buy property over there? Well, it, it depends on your reason for buying a property. Um, if you want to live over there, you do have to get residency. You don't have to get dual citizenship. And another big question I get is, well, if I buy a property, is that going to help my residency? And the answer is no, they're two separate things. Uh, residency is residency and it has its own 
requirements, uh, certain um, requirements for passive income. Uh, you have to have a certain amount of passive income. For uh, a single person, it's 31,000 euros per year of passive income. For a couple, 38,000. And for um, if you have any minor children, it's another 20% on top of that. So again, that's all on Nick's website. Don't trust me on that. Go check his website. But um, that's usually the biggest hurdle is the passive income. Once you have that covered and documented, it's, it's not that hard to do. Um, however, if you just want a place where you can go for three months, because you can go for 90 days to Italy just on a regular passport. You want to spend three months a year in a beautiful place, you know, or you want to go for Christmas or you want to, you know, um, have that available. That's that's easy. You don't have to do residency at all. That's, yeah. I mean, did you know did you know Italian before you went over there? Or did you learn it all once you once you established? <laughs> uh, well, I knew French. I had lived in Brussels and I had learned how to speak French. And luckily I had a brilliant teacher so that I could just take the. The concepts of how to learn a language and and it, apply them to Italian. So I can get by pretty well. Uh, I recently started with an Italian tutor online because I have to do a level B, um, you know, exam and get a certificate before I can get my Italian real estate license, mm. which is something I'm working on. So uh, I had to fill in the holes. But you know what I did was I got drive time Italian. You put it in your car. And you shriek out these Italian phrases uh, all your, during your whole commute, and it, it comes pretty fast. And uh, yeah, and that kind of thing. It's so it's it it's funny. My wife is not a competitive person, right? I'm, I'm, I've been married to my wife for 27, 28 years now. <laughs> She's not a competitive person. All of a sudden, she downloaded and, and actually paid for Duolingo, right? So now yeah, yeah, yeah. they've gamified this thing. And she'll stay up to the wee hours in the morning. In her league, she's now number one in the world. Wow. So, so but this is how freaky it gets, right? So there's <laughs> since it's all over the world, you get pinged when somebody takes over your spot. So uh-huh. as soon as she takes over somebody's number one, they get back on, retake it. Well, she gets back on the phone and starts oh doing goodness. the Duolingo. And so she's like she's in this competition to stay and if she's number one by like the end of the week, like on Sunday, she gets to move up to another league. I mean that, so wow. speaking Italian has gotten all this competitiveness for my wife. And I it's a wife I've never met before. This <laughs> this competitive streak in her. Oh man, I gotta meet this lady. I gotta meet her because I love her already. <laughs> oh man, so way to go. So you mentioned the prices in Calabria, or we know in Tuscany because we've spent the majority of our time in Tuscany. Yeah, uh, that's as expensive as hell to live up there. It's expensive as hell to, to buy anything up there. I, I, I mean, are there? W- do you research other regions and and would Pat and I be better off saying okay let's buy an investment property and try to use that as a villa rental we'd be better off what 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 should our strategy be Well I mean I I can't speak to the future because who knows with all the crazy yeah. stuff that's gone on this last year what I can say is that even with covid uh our apartment in Priamari was booked all summer mm. Now with the prices that you pay in Calabria, you can make your money back if you just book it all summer um, in, in a pretty short time relative to uh, American real estate or anything in Tuscany. If you buy an apartment, say a two-bedroom apartment, and this is all, you know, if the prices for rentals stay the same, blah, blah, blah. The nice thing about Calabria is it's not an American market just yet. It's Europeans. It's Italians. 
And when they go on holiday, they empty out all of Italy down in Calabria, along the beaches, and that's pretty much where they go. So you can pretty much bet that your place, if it's a nice place, you know, and it's, it's in a, a beautiful location, that you can rent it out probably for all of July and August pretty easily. August, certainly. Um, ours is already rented for a good portion of September and October next year. So July and August and September and October, that just doubled our money right there. The prices are so low now, and they're just lower than I've ever seen them. Pete and I are going to go over and probably snap up a couple more of these because it's a really good deal, and uh, it will supplement our retirement income when we get over there. So, you know, if you buy a place for, say, 40, 50K, it's a lot easier to make your money back on the rental market than if you buy a place for 300K. So, so what I'm wondering, I, I, I'm, my listeners, our listeners are probably saying, Okay, but how how do we take care of this property while we're back in the states, and yeah. and how often do we need to go back, and who do we trust to, you know, manage this place while we're still stuck over here? You know, God forbid another COVID comes up. Yeah, and, and that's a really good question. The only thing I can tell you is that you have to meet people, you have to work with them, and you have to just find somebody you know we're, we're lucky in our area we have Ivan de Luca who handles all of our bills he's an economist PhD in, in uh, economics okay and, and a real estate agent so uh, he manages our property he has been you know meeting the guys and, and that sort of thing and, and uh, also renting it out and and that um, what I'm trying to do and I, I've got to get to this but I've been so busy is we're, we're trying to put a course on how to purchase a property with an eye toward making it an Airbnb property during the summer months. And I'm going to create a checklist for the guys, you know, because we couldn't get over there to clean the property or, or, or manage it and look at it. So we had some issues with cleanliness, you know, just because they're not trained. So I'm going to have a whole checklist. Okay, you got to go through, okay, cleaner guys, you have to go through this entire checklist and it includes you know, making sure the air conditioners work, making sure it doesn't smell, making sure there's no broken furniture in the property, making sure nothing's sticky, the beds are made up, everything's, you know, presented the way an American would expect a B&B &B to be, you know, and, uh, and, and basically have it, just train them, you know, because they, they don't know what the viewpoint of Americans are. It's totally different. You know, the Italians, I was like, I went over there after we had rented our apartment and all the sheets and towels that I had purchased were still in the package. I went, Yvonne, what happens with it? Well, they bring all their sheets and towels over. Well, Americans don't do that. So if you leave the beds unmade, the Americans are like, oh, you know, it's just a whole different thing. So, um, so as far as managing and everything else, you have to get over there. You have to talk to people. You have to find people that you trust. Um, and you have to check up on everything always, you know, and if you can't get over there, get somebody else to check. I, you know, I, I just, I don't have a good answer for that other than you just have to really, really train people with what's needed and wanted. You have to check, check, double check on everything, especially things like taxes and garbage bills and things like that. Cause you don't want to be late. Um, yeah, there are bill payment companies. I would get references and things like that. So you mentioned 40, 50 K. So if I just wanted an apartment, say I didn't want a home, say I didn't want a villa, but I just wanted an apartment, two, three bedroom apartment, probably two bedroom. Uh, yeah. If it's already and say it's done, how much something like that cost me? 40, 50 K. Oh my gosh. Um, 
Well, it, it, it depends. It depends where it's at. In Scalia right now, I'm seeing uh, two-bedroom apartments in the low 30s, to be honest with you. Now, these don't really have views of the sea, so, but they are apartments in Scalia. <laughs> you know, uh, I have my eye on one, and I'm not going to tell you where it is because I want to go get it. Uh, in a beautiful, beautiful place, two-bedroom, fabulous views of the sea for uh, in the 40s. That's all I'm going to say because I don't want somebody to snap it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want that one. <laughs> well, and, and that, well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, were we better off, you know, so how would that work? Say Pat and I wanted to form an LLC here in the States – and, right. and and as a business, go buy this together. Is yeah. that recognized in Italy? Is it, I mean, how does that lawfully take place in Italy? Oh, okay. Well, we, we have an LLC okay. that we have, you know, and Pete wants to do a video on this because what we're doing is a self-directed IRA program. And we have purchased our uh, uh, Praia, the, our Airbnb in Praia Mari, um, through that. And we purchased the B&B in Santa Domenica through that we're doing everything through the self-directed IRA so there's you have to be really careful that you really just pay attention and do everything the way it's supposed to be done um so setting up an LLC over there is not that difficult it's just you know you just need uh, uh somebody who's gonna persist and get through any sort of bureaucracies you know they're not used to at least until we came along they weren't kind of used to Americans coming over in southern Italy and setting up LLCs and doing that However, um, Yvonne was great with that. Nick Meta was great with that. They now know what to do and what to give these people. So um, you could contact them if you wanted to. So, Chris, uh, I want to ask a two-part question. I what, what has been the most challenging, uh, unexpected aspect of this process for you, the struggle that you've gone through? And then what's been the most surprising, the most wonderful aspect uh, on, the, on the other side of the token? Struggles. Let's see. Let me count the ways, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because to me they're like fun, you know? I think um, uh, the process of buying buying properties, you mean? Yes. And managing? Man okay. The whole process, yeah, finding that town, find, fitting in, you know. Oh, the fitting in part was really easy. In Santa Domenica, they just love you if you show up. They love Americans over there, by the way. Um, that's been fantastic. Uh, let's see. As far as the the management thing, you know, the property management for the vacation thing, that's been a challenge just because we weren't able to get over there. So, you know, we had some comments on our, our uh, booking sites that were not good, and I freaked and went nuts and and then realized I have to do a training program for the guys who are cleaning the apartments. Um, I actually want to do a little program for people who want to start a business over there. Calabria, you know, they don't have a lot of businesses. They want more businesses there. And I'm like, well, you guys could just set yourselves up at property managers and go around and meet the people, get them settled, be the guy that if the shower doesn't work, they come over. I think that's probably been the hardest part has been doing that from here. But again, that's a COVID thing. We would have been over there had it not been for that. Um, learning Italian, I probably should have hired this tutor a long time ago because I can get by pretty well. Um, yeah, I can get by pretty well, but then when you start talking about building supplies and, you know, what's this thing that we call, you know, a transom or whatever, what is that? You know, what do you call the, the door sills over there? 
you know, that, that's been a little bit of a challenge is, is trying to do that. But the rest of it's pretty good. I have to say we have really good people with Antonello, uh, our builder Salvatore. They're extremely patient. They're really, really good. They know their business. And I have to say I rely pretty heavily on them for professional services. Okay. Yeah. And you no regrets? No. Heck no. Oh, my God. We're having so much fun. And uh, now with all these people that want to come over, they're just waiting, waiting for Italy to open. And then, poof, I have a feeling that the our piazza is going to be full of Americans, you know. And uh, we're like, okay, good. Let's let's show you these properties. Let's do this. Let's uh, let's go on a boot tour. Let's go over and eat off this restaurant. And you know, there's so many fun things to do over there. And the great thing is that that's what they want in Calabria. That's what these mayors want. They want Americans to come. They want Americans to start businesses. You know, they they want that. Excellent. Super Savvy Travelers is the uh, website, uh, your YouTube channel, uh, Super Savvy Travelers, I believe, as well, correct? Yes. And uh, y y you guys are, s are YouTube sensations now. You're viral. You're, you're, you're like, uh, <laughs> is that thing cash flowing for you yet, that, that YouTube channel? Well, I mean, you have to have quite a you lot do. of stuff on YouTube to make You know, we're getting dribs and drabs, but my online course is going nuts. Which is great. Can I put a plug for Absolutely. my Absolutely. Please. <laughs> okay. So uh, something happened. I think we were shared like our, our truth about one euro Italian houses video just went completely nuts overnight one day. And I was like, oh my God, spending five hours, literally five hours a day on comments and questions and emails. And I was getting all the same questions. And I went, okay, I need to do a course because I can't spend five hours a day. You know, yeah. so um, Pete and I gathered up all the questions and I did a video. I said, send me your questions. I'm making a course. What do you want to know? And they did. And we went, OK, so I did this whole online course. It's all videos with an accompanying ebook and links and, you know, all of the stuff that you need um, to really walk you through the purchase process, may help you understand like the data on the Geometra architect engineer thing. You know, that's part of it. You need to know that. Also, you know, things about disclosures, you know, in California, you, you get a phone book of disclosures. Did you, I'm disclosing that you actually got that disclosure. Oh, yeah, okay, I got that disclosure. What, you know? And, but over there, <laughs> it's, it's teeny tiny, right? There's a whole different thing. And there's a lot of reliance on due diligence by the buyer. You have to know what you're doing because the one thing you don't want to do over there is go legal. Anyway, um, yeah, so just to kind of finish that thought, going legal, not an option, right? You better make sure that you know what you want, you're getting what you want and everything. You're really comfortable with the process to really not eliminate, but certainly um, reduce the possibility of having something happen where you feel you might have to go legal because going legal, it, it, I would just never do that. Um, so all of these things are in my course. It is designed to set you up and get you started on the process so you know what professionals to go to, what questions to ask, and, and you can be educated going into the process. And then from there, you do your own research on you know further uh, data and whatnot and with further professionals. And they can get that course at super, supersavvytravelers.com, correct? Yeah, yeah. In fact, um, yeah, once you go on to supersavvytravelers.com, there's a pop-up that comes up and it takes you into the course. And um, I recommend it for anybody that's seriously looking at buying a property. 
there are a lot of pitfalls that you could you could fall into. And uh, when I started researching, like I said, I did a year's worth of research, and uh, I looked at all the fora forums, you know, uh, online. And there's a lot of stuff that you do need to watch out for. So if you do the course, you kind of know it gives you some red flags. And I do do some red flag videos and things like that. Um, just education, education, education. Well, this has been wonderful. Thanks for taking the time to, you know, with us and explaining. You're talking to two guys that are among the millions that are thinking about buying over there. So thank you very much, Chris. Oh, you're welcome. If you have any questions that you guys want answers, feel free to email me and I can put you in touch with whatever professionals or answer it as best I can. Excellent. Uh, I'm sure you can't wait till you get back over there. I'm glad you're safe in California. Uh, <laughs> thanks for taking the time and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, thanks. It's been really fun. That was really interesting. Um uh, are you more, Travis, are you more inclined now to buy something? Uh, it's location, 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 right? I, I mean, I, 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 you can go get a great deal in Calabria, but she will tell you that the, the market's soft. Now, I think we're young enough we could be in for the long play, right? I mean, so, you know, I'm 50, you're 62. Uh-huh, no, no, no. <laughs> You just turned 56. So just so everybody knows, Pat and I, have, I'm the actually younger one of the two, but Pat likes to say that I'm, I'm much older than what I really well, am. Well, you but. are the younger one, but you look old. <laughs> Is that what it is? Is that what it, But, I mean, I think we still got a, a, a 15 to 20-year play here to where we, we would recoup that money or at least recoup that money. My thing is I, I would want to I, – I don't want to live there full time. I, I guess I do, but I – it would, my kids are getting older. They're going to start having kids here pretty soon, and, and you know it'd be a lot to ask for my grandkids to come over to Italy, right? But I would like the, I'd like the three month option, you know, to take, you know, and, and then rent it out the rest of the time. Let that thing cash flow for me a little bit. That's that would be my my play, I guess. I agree. I, I think there's a whole lot of sentiment out there yeah. for a three month option in Italy. And, yeah. But I also wonder, you know, is it really a bad? I don't know that it's a hard ask for grandkids to come to Italy. Well. It is something as long as you're paying the airfare. That, see, that's and I'm not paying the airfare, man. So that, that that's the problem. I'm not going to be paying that airfare for it. But uh, I I think I'd like to own some property there. I think it would be an interesting thing. I don't know if I'd want to go south because we don't know the south that well. We we know the north a little bit more than we know the south. So that's uh, it's a different play. I wouldn't be objecting to it, but it would be interesting to see how that would all work out. Yeah. It, it- Obviously, a lot of this applies to Tuscany. It does. It, it applies to the same thing, and we would probably be looking at an apartment in Tuscany. Yeah. Right? I mean, remember the last time we were in Tuscany, we were in Rada, and we were like, oh, my God, there's this little apartment right in the, in, in, in the, in the main street of, uh, of, of Rada, and like, do we buy it? Do we buy it? And we didn't, of course, but I, I, I see myself in an apartment more than I do a home just because I don't want to if we're not going to be there full time, why take care? Have somebody take care of the grounds and and everything like that. Exactly, but but like Chris said, it's it's like whether it's an apartment or home, it's it's really about opening up that window every morning yeah. and saying, okay, we're here. Yeah, and, and that's uh, and you can do it. It's just a matter of taking that leap of faith and and let Chris help you do that. Make sure to go online, check your online course to uh, the, the right way to purchase 
property in Italy because it is buyer beware. You want to you want to have you want to know somebody, right? You you want to have that person. Well, I know I know this person. They're going to take care of me because you don't want to be taken advantage of. You don't want to lose a lot of money, and you don't want to be stuck with uh, well, what we call here a lemon, right? Because that that could lead to a lot of problems. Hey, make sure to follow the Total Tuscany on our social media channels. That would be on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, on Twitter, and yes, we do have a TikTok page. Uh, we need to be a little. I, I don't know how we can be more active on TikTok when we're not in Italy. So when, like, when I, when we go back, whenever Italy opens back up, we can be a little more active on TikTok. But my my 14 year old daughter Greta runs the TikTok page. Oh, yeah. Well, so that good. I mean, because that's probably more appropriate because I have no idea how to run TikTok. I think I'm pretty social media savvy when it comes to the TikTok. I'm like I have I don't get it I I, I just don't get it but uh, we do have a TikTok page if you want to if you want to follow us um, so so please do that and you'll notice on the website and I apologize I haven't taken the time to update it and rebuild it and make it look all pretty again um, but I, that's going to be happening we have some partnerships that we're working on with good people in, in Tuscany and Florence with some some offerings we'll be able to have and you know maybe we'll have some other stuff coming up that uh, uh, that you will be interested in as well so for Pat Campania I'm Travis Justice thank you so much for joining us on the Total Tuscany Podcast.